0: Driving into the 3G sunset. I'm Jim Park, this is HDT Talks Trucking, season 8, episode number 4. Remember the Y2K scare? A lot of people worried that airplanes would start falling out of the sky and every bit of digital data we'd ever collected would simply vanish. As it happened, very little changed that cold winter night of January 31st, 1999. But come spring of 2022, when some wireless service providers start turning off their 3G networks, some older technology will quit working. It's uncertain how many devices will be affected. 3G technology is now about 20 years old, but our guest says many of the ELDs offered for sale were offered as recently as 2018. And some of those use 3G technology. Michael Bloom is the Vice President of Product and Marketing for video and telematics provider Smart Witness. His advice on how to handle a 3G sunset, coming up next. Since you're already a fan of podcasts, I invite you to check out some of Bobbitt Business Media's other fleet-related online content. Our other three fleet publications cover work trucks, automotive fleets, and transit and motor coach fleets. Those sectors are confronting many of the same disruptive influences we are here in the heavy-duty side, I'm sure you'll find we have a lot in common. You can find them easily on the Bobbitt Business Media website at BobbittBusinessMedia.com. Well, uh, good afternoon, Michael, and welcome to HGT Talks Trucking. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, Smart Witness is is a video telematics business, but there's a lot more to it than that. Can you tell us a little bit about the company before we get started here?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, what we do is um, we really help companies understand what really happened, right? So we we look at, at life through the lens of we're all about capturing and protecting the truth. Um, for example, you know, there are some stats out there that talk about that some, something like 90 plus percent of the time when a truck driver is involved in an accident, uh, the police on the scene automatically cite the driver. The truck driver at fault right but only about 10 percent of that time is it really the driver's fault and so we what we do is we install cameras in the vehicles and then and we use that video recording to be able to show um like what really happened right and so when a driver um truly is not at fault it's it's really easy to show that and you can show it on site even with the with the, the police um and and really be able to then ex- get exonerated right and so there, there's a huge benefit to the drivers and in, in being able to have that capability um and and so we work with uh, other telematics providers and we sell through them uh you can't buy us directly but you could certainly ask for us uh from your telematics companies uh, and then what we do is we come in and we we on top of telematics uh products we install video. Uh, and that, as I said, it helps capture and, and protect the truth.
0: Right. Okay. So obviously you've got a stake in the uh, a strong, healthy uh, cellular network. Uh, we know that the 3G networks are going to be phased out beginning in February of next year. Why are you worried about the pending shutdown of those 3G networks right now? What's, the, well, what's top of mind for you?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, what worries me the most is that I don't think that, Companies themselves are worried about it yet,
0: <laughs> um, and so <laughs> okay, we're usually late to the table,
1: just to make sure, right? Just to make sure, you know, that everybody's clear on what's going to happen when when the networks shut down their three G networks, um, and what that means is that that's the basically the the cellular networks that that are being used to transmit data um, and voice, right? If you're using a, a phone that connects into three G. Basically, when they shut that down, it's like a light switch. It's like done. You know what I mean? Like you don't have any access to that network to send your information, uh, which you normally would do. What does that mean for telematics? Well, for telematics, you know, what happens is there's a black box that gets installed in the vehicles. That black box collects a ton of information about the vehicle. And then it transmits that data via a cellular network back to a server, which then, goes and displays it on the application that mm-hmm. people use to access the data. Yep. If that cellular network um, transmission can't happen, it's as if you've got a, a, a really smart brick installed in your vehicle, <laughs> right? I mean, it can't do anything.
0: It's not doing anything for you at that point, no.
1: Nothing. And so right now, February uh, 22nd of next year, AT&T is gonna shut down their 3G network in April of next year, T-Mobile and Sprint are going to shut down their 3G networks. And then December of next year uh, is going to be Verizon. uh, and They're going to shut down their network. So if you have a 3G device in your telematics product, in in the equipment, in your vehicle, um, it's literally going to stop working the moment that they shut down those networks. So why does that concern me? It concerns me because, you know, that means that there is going to be a massive disruption for business to, to their business, because a lot of, you know, a lot of companies depend on the telematics products today, especially if you're if you're um, dealing with ELD. Right. Indeed. Uh, yeah. And and I don't think they realize what's going to happen. And and so if they if when these networks shut down, their product will, will cease to work. Right. That's look, the biggest
0: look. issue. Let's look at the devices themselves. It's obviously we're going to generalize a little bit here, but uh, how far back are we going uh, with devices in terms of they're working today, but they won't be working in February? Is this really old stuff or fairly new stuff people might have? No, it could be. Look, I remember
1: when in the U.S. when ELD, um, when the mandate happened, right, and companies started to um, sort of, Build out the infrastructure, if you will, for telematics with their fleets. Um, they were still selling three G devices at that point in some cases. So that's not that long ago. It's 2017, and and I and I have seen three G devices being sold even as long even as late as 2019. So you figure in most cases when you buy a telematics product, you're on a three year contract. In some cases, a five year contract. Yep. Um, you know, a lot of times when you renew that contract, you don't even change the device because the hardware is made to last for a very long time. Um, and and the hardware is all pretty solid still. The only issue is that if it's a 3G device, the hardware is going to continue to work. It just won't transmit the data,
0: yeah, right? G- because G- the, yeah. the,
1: the, the network is shut down. So, you know, I would say that there's probably a fair number of vehicles and that are out there that 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 have these 3G devices that are in them. And it could be the telematics product, it could be the PND device that sits on, you know, like that that the the, you know, the, the device that sits on the dashboard. Um it could be any peripherals that have been added on over time. It could be video cameras, if you have video cameras there. So mm-hmm. um, you know, th- there's a lot there's a lot there that basically could have, you know, a 3G uh, a 3G modem in it that won't work anymore.
0: Um, How can we how can we find out uh, or how can you tell about a given product, whether it's 3G, 4G, 2G? Where yeah. are we going to go with this? Yeah. Is, yeah. is it well, obvious? Not,
1: no, it's not obvious. No, no, not at all. You can't really tell. I mean, somebody who knows what they're doing can go in and, and figure it out. But um, the best thing to do would be to contact the telematics company that they purchased from to yeah. find out. That's the best way. But here's the thing um you know jim that i think people have to really be consider be consider about so on one hand there's awareness we have to get awareness out that this problem is 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 impending and and looming but here's the deal if it was just a a normal year in a normal situation you might be worried about a big wave coming but actually this is a perfect storm that's brewing that's going to cause a tsunami right because what you've got is on one hand Um, you have these devices that are out there that are 3G in the networks that are shutting them down. And there's a lack of uh, real awareness and sense of urgency uh, within the fleet users that this problem is coming. So that's on one hand. Another scenario, another part that's brewing that we've got going on right now is that there are uh, component shortages, which means the ability to create and manufacture 4G devices is limited. Because the chipsets that get used inside those products mm-hmm. is really limited. Yep. Um, and so you and then and then the other thing that that we have going on is everybody waits to the last minute. We know this, right? Everybody waits to the last minute. And in a normal scenario, if you have ample supply, you can handle that. But the problem is we don't have ample supply right now. And that is something that is gonna happen well into middle to late next year. Could even go beyond that, some experts are saying, right? So if you've got these equipment, the, the, the component shortages, and you have the inability to, to, to manufacture the, the 4G devices that you need, or even the 5G devices you know, to replace that, if you're going to just leapfrog, um, you basically have these fleets that, that can't replace this. And then, first of all, they don't even know that they have to. And secondly, once they become aware, they might not be able to replace it. And then everybody's waiting to the last minute. So you're gonna have this onslaught of people coming in trying to replace their hardware before it dies. Hold on the last um, minute. Yeah. And then even if you can get the equipment, then what you're gonna have is a problem of of getting people to be able to install it, <laughs> right? Because there's a finite number of installers. So it's yeah. gonna, it's almost like ELD all over again, right? We saw that problem with ELD. Um, and so you know this is gonna be a is gonna be a big deal now. You know the key is to start talking to the telematics providers today and and make you know like get on that list um, to to get upgraded and start asking around also right because um not all companies have this problem right I, I know our company this is not a plug for us but it is just true like our company we saw this coming we planned accordingly um, we've got product availability all through next year so I'm not worried about about that again your 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 um your your listeners can't come and buy from us direct we only sell through the telematic companies Mm -hmm. um but you gotta you gotta ask you when you go you gotta go to the telematics providers and you gotta you know find out like what's their plan for you know swapping out the 3g devices and if you're not satisfied with that you should be looking for somebody else
0: you should be making those phone calls today too not waiting for january to start wondering whether you're going to get your next device
1: yeah, you should be making them yesterday. yesterday <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's real it's real. This is a this is gonna be a massive problem. And and I don't think people realize it's kind of like I don't know if you remember, you know, there was this issue of all the concerns around Y2K. You remember that? I was, I was gonna ask, ask you when? about that. Yeah. 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 That never panned
0: it, out. Nothing happened there, but it,
1: it was no problem, right? In the end. This will definitely hundred percent. This will definitely be a problem because when the network shut down the the three G it literally will not work anymore. So, and that is proven That is, there is no doubt that will happen um, without
0: question. Well, speaking of Y2K, that was an infrastructure thing. I mean, if people's cell phones quit, it wasn't the end of the world, but how much of our world today is, is wired through a 3G network? Like, um, wow. I, I know, you know, vehicle devices, cell phones, that sort of thing, but I'm talking infrastructure. We depend on somehow toll booths, uh, prepay, passes and those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, I would. I I mean, I don't have any concrete data that I can share, but I can tell you that um, (laughs) even some of the devices that are out there that, you know, municipalities used early on for smart city purposes, Mm -hmm. like, you know, how they have those devices that control streetlights when that when EMS is coming through um, some of those that could be using 3G hardware right um that has to get replaced. Uh, it could be even things in in certain you know you have like IOT is everywhere so it could also be in you know large manufacturing facilities where the equipment the machines on the on the production line are are you know talking back and forth with cellular network mm-hmm. it could very well be a 3G you know some of those things just haven't been you know you, you buy one of those machines to last 30 40 years. So um, having to now go in and swap out uh, the modems like that, that's a that's a process, you know, that's a deal that you have to do. So um, and I think, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, trucks and and, you know, heavy equipment that's out there is probably quite a few, right? There's probably a very large percentage uh, that are on a 3G that okay. have a 3G modem in them. So I, I would say if I if it were me and I were a fleet, I would be contacting to get this information validated. Um, as soon as possible because I, I know it's going to affect my business if I don't resolve this.
0: hmm indeed. We're talking to Michael Bloom, the Vice President of Product and Marketing at video and telematics provider Smart Witness. Still to come, Michael talks about the next steps in the wireless evolution and offers a few tips for fleets on how to ensure a smooth transition from 3G to 4G or 4G LTE, whatever's coming our way next. Don't forget to subscribe to HDT Talks Trucking so you don't miss any future episodes. And please give us a like and a rating if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts. That really helps us build our audience. My interview with Michael Bloom continues right after this. HDT will premiere a new video feature in 2022 called Short Hauls. It's a combined video and audio podcast. We'll be connecting with industry leaders to present digestible 10-minute videos and full-length audio podcasts that dive deeper into the subject matter. And don't forget to check out some of Bobbitt's other video and podcast products, The State of the Fleet Industry by Mike Antich and Lauren Fletcher's Truck Chat. They're all on your favorite podcast platforms, and they're easy to find on the Bobbitt Business Media website. It's at BobbittBusinessMedia.com. Michael, what are we moving to next? Four G, Four G LTE, Five G? What's the next step here? Yeah,
1: so I think it's um, I think for the most part, um, if you move to Four G LTE, that is that is the most likely scenario. Um, there are not there are there are few, especially in the IoT space, there are few providers that have Five G um, modems yet in the in the equipment and. Because again, because of the component shortages, even if they had it on their roadmaps, they, they weren't able to mass produce this year on that, right? Because okay, you couldn't yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, unless you're Apple, right? Yeah, shortages for heaven's sakes.
1: They are, yeah. course, but, but, but you know that, you know, somebody like Apple is getting first dibs and Samsung, right? They're going to get first dibs on some of these components. And the car manufacturers, frankly, are, are in line probably for second dibs and everybody else, well, Sides, military, and government, right? But everybody else is like, you know, we're we're just, we're scrambling for the crumbs. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it, it, it's a big deal. I don't, again, I don't think many are are leapfrogging to 5G, um, but I think 5G will be the next logical thing that you'll start to see, um, you know, implemented and coming out into market in the IoT space and telematic space. You'll start to see that next year and the year after.
0: Will the jump from 4G LTE to 5G be another cliff event like this jump from 3G forward?
1: So I think there will always be scenarios where, you know, as the technology evolves that the net, the carriers are going to want to free up bandwidth, right? I mean, so basically every network that they maintain, think about it. That's a whole infrastructure of people, right? And and product in some cases that it takes to maintain that network. So at Mm -hmm. a certain point, you know, as a as a carrier like AT and T, you know, at a certain point it doesn't make practical financial sense for them to have a three G network and a four G network and a five G network and a six G network, right? Like at a certain point, you got to say, okay, we can only handle two at a at two, you know, two at a time or something like that. Yeah. So, um, and the difference you'll see the difference between four G and five G is dramatic, right? So five G is is going to be I think five G will be one of those things where it'll be here for a while once it comes out because um, the the it's kind of like going from going from four G to five G is kind of like going from cassette to CD right in terms it's of it's a big
0: leap then yeah it's
1: a big leap yeah it's a big leap so it, I mean it opens the bandwidth that, you know like you know if you think about a straw you know being this big to like a massive pipe like this right I mean so data transfer speeds are just, are just so much faster in in 5G. I think the, I think the, I think the, the, I think what will happen is, is, you know, we will see an an escalation or an acceleration uh, to get to 5G as everybody's doing that.
0: So if you're going to make a big investment going from 3G to 4G LTE, and then a, a few years down the pike, 5G comes along, everybody's going to want onto that. How much of how much is that gonna cost us for that interim step getting between three and five well, okay, so, so
1: yeah so let me let me say this I, I it's not so much an interim step it's more an iterative step right so um it, it, you could it, you could sit and and always be waiting for the next best thing to come right, yep, right yep, you can look yep. at you know anytime a new Look at any time a new a, a new uh, you know a new model vehicle comes out. You're always like, oh, this is so cool, but I heard that they're going to have X, Y, and Z in the next in the next model year. So I'm just going to wait, right? But then there's always an X, Y, and Z. So at a certain point, you got to say to yourself, okay, when does it reach? When does it reach the the, the point where I'm going to get the value out of it as a business? Um, right now, I would not advise buying anything that's 3G. <laughs> But 4G is still going to be around, even though 5G comes, let's say, you know, I mean, it's here today, but let's say it's more pervasive, you know, sort of by the end of next year or the following year, you're still going to have 4G stick around for another few years. Right. So, you know, I would say anything, it's not so much the iter the iterative step. I, I don't want people to feel like, oh, I'll just wait another six years because there's a lot of value you could be getting between now and, and six years from now yeah. when you, yeah. before you get to 5G, right? Um the, the the most important thing to know and to get out of this is that you gotta check to see if you have 3G. And if you have 3G, you gotta make that change.
0: So if you're a fleet today then what's what's the first and next steps? What should you be doing to start to plan for this evolution from three to four to five?
1: I think the first the step Yeah the first step is you got to get on the phone with your telematics provider and find out like what do you have today? If you don't know this already, you got to find out, are you on 3G? If you're on 3G, then I would find out from your telematics provider, what's the plan to get you on to 4G, right? Um, And if they don't have an answer that uh, gives you peace of mind, then you should start contacting some other telematics providers Mm -hmm. and ask the same question, right? Because um, a minority of the telematics providers uh, are able to, like they have product. Right, and they are able to deliver. And the same thing for the the, the video camera companies like ourselves, the video telematics companies. Um, you know, we there are a minority of us that have product, and and you know we're good, we're we're good to provide. But but you have to find out, right? As I said, you can't. Uh, I mean, you could call us directly, and we'll pair you up with a, a telematics provider that we work with. Um, uh, or you call your telematch provider and and you know if they don't again if they don't have peace of mind answer you can say well you know <laughs> go your smart witness because they've got it right yeah, so, exactly. um, yeah. yeah. you know i mean that's that that's the first step and then and the second step is if you're again if you're not happy with what you're hearing you got to go and find something else but unfortunately um, you have to, you, the, the fleet user or the, or the, you know, the owner operators, right. You, you guys gotta take the ownership on this one, because, um, if you wait for, uh, somebody to, to sort of come to you and tell you that this is a problem, like it could be too late.
0: I learned that Canada is going to be migrating, sunsetting their 3G networks as well, but not until 2025, two yeah. years after the Americans. Why is that, do you think, and, and is that going to pose any operability problems for the more advanced devices that Americans are using when they go to Canada?
1: No, I don't think so. I don't think it'll cause any problems. Um, that's very common. In fact, uh, Latin America has no plans to, to sunset 3G right now, okay. uh, as far as I know. Uh, and, and Europe, is their sunset schedule is very different as well. This is very common uh frankly this is so that the carriers can manage this right because imagine yourself if you you know if you're responsible for networks that go across the world um you know there's no way that you're going to be able to manage a process to swap it all at once right it's just impossible so where what you do is you do it where the highest demand resides right um and so you know the us has a very very high demand um on on its networks uh, because we have so many devices, quite honestly, and so many people um who are using devices. And, and so that, you know, that has a that has a wear and tear effect on the networks. And so when they upgrade to the forge, when they upgrade to 4G and 5G, that that also not only enables us to have faster bandwidth, in other words, you know, connectivity, mm-hmm. but it also helps them with handling the load. Right. Sure. Uh, so
0: okay. Well, in the final couple of minutes here, do you have any final thoughts on uh, what fleets and consumers of these products should be doing now? We've already been over that phone the supplier right away. Um, anything else that uh, really is a cautionary warning? No, yet? no, no.
1: I just think, again, just just understand the, the magnitude of this, that if, if they don't take action, uh, you know, there's going to be a disruption to their business. I mean, that's the bottom line. And even frankly, if they do take action, um, there could still be a disruption, right? Early bird gets the worm here. Um, and I would not wait. If you if you wait to the last minute on this one, you're gonna get screwed. You'd be, you'd be <laughs> it's on the go. bottom line. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay.
0: We're talking to Michael Bloom. He's the Vice President of Product Marketing at Smart Witness. Michael, thanks for your insight on this. I, I hope that spurs a few people to pick up the phone and make those calls soon.
1: Yeah, I hope so. Thanks, Jim.
0: Thanks for supporting HDT Talks Trucking for these past two years. We've got more great audio and video content coming your way in 2022, including a new video podcast series called Short Hauls. We combine that with HDT Talks Trucking to give you more ways to access this great content. Check out Short Hauls, featuring all the HDT editors beginning in January. If there's something you'd like us to cover on HDT Talks Trucking, email me at truckinginfo.com. If you enjoy the podcast, please spread the word on social media and take a moment to rate us on iTunes and leave a review. We love doing the show, and your feedback helps us make every show that much better. HTT Talks Trucking is produced by Deb Lockridge, recording and audio production by Jim Park. Heavy Duty Trucking Magazine is published by Bobbitt Business Media, and as always, thanks for joining us.